Hello, I'm Courtney Garrett, and this is the 101 Christianity Podcast. These messages accompany Discovering the Character of God, a 14-week Bible study I wrote on the attributes of God, which is available on Amazon. I pray this message will encourage you as you grow in your understanding of God's character. So today I just want to do some brief reminders on why we need to to know the Lord deeply. And I know that you know that and I know that, but I just want to kind of give us some reminders about that. Because I know that at, at the end of a study, this is the temptation, is that you've gone through the study and you've learned some things and then the study goes on the shelf, which is totally fine, that's how it usually goes, and you think, oh, okay, I'll, you know... I'll reference that, but then we kind of forget about it, and then um, eventually you do some sort of a clean out, and then this is what happens. You look at that, like, should I throw that away? Should I not? And you wrestle with it, and you feel like some guilt, and it's not about the material. This, what I want more than anything, is that we can remember these things. That it, it's not about having that material in your hand. It's more about that it's on your heart. It's in your mind. You have it readily available to you. So um, I. If it, it's not about the material, it's just about having it with you and in you so that it can, can be useful to you. So the first thing that we, the, one of the reasons that we need to know God deeply is that we need to be able to have resources readily available to us. What I mean by that is that the purpose of this study was to provide you a sort of mental catalog. Um, so that you can have truth about God's character right there with you that you can depend on. Um, I think anybody younger than me does not remember what a Rolodex was, but those of us my age and older know what a Rolodex was, and most of you probably do know. It was how, before we had phones, before we had anything on the computer that you could keep, you kept this little paper (coughs) roller thing, and you had little cards in there, and those were your contact information, and so you would have little cards and so you would flip it and pull out a card and find out somebody's name and their phone number and didn't even have an email address on there because that was before email. But this is the kind of thing that we want from this study is to have a mental Rolodex, a mental catalog so that we can pull from it readily because we need it. We need to have this truth of God be able to be just grabbed out of a card really quickly already there. Um, I mentioned Kurt Thompson, Dr. Kurt Thompson, earlier in the study, and I just heard a quote of him um, this week. And he is a Christian psychiatrist, and he specializes in interpersonal neurobiology, whatever that is. I mean, that's like too smart for me. But what that means is that he knows a lot about the brain. And what he said is that we rely on what we remember. We rely on what we remember. And that that is true. That is the truth. And so if we don't remember this truth, we cannot rely upon it. And so that's an important thing for us to think about. And that's why this, this needs to be seared on, in our minds and imprinted on our hearts. Uh, we need to have it like, burned onto our hard drive so that it becomes so much a part of us that it can spill out as we talk to other people about the character of God. And then as we read God's truth, as we go through studies where we're going through a book of the Bible, we just already have God's character on our minds as we're reading, reading the scripture. That was the reason I gave you that little exercise. Um, and I was talking to a few of you um, before we started, and it was like, are you going to give us the answers? And the, and the point was to not make you feel like there's a wrong answer. 
I just want you to be thinking about that as you're reading. It's like, what do I see about God in this text? And we're going to have different answers, and that's fine, but it's just to kind of train us to be thinking about that as we do our studies. So as we have these resources readily available to us, sometimes we get in positions and in situations where we're kind of spiraling a little bit and we're in a frenzy, worried about something. A good question to ask yourself when you're finding yourself in that is, is this. What character of God, what attribute of God am I doubting in this situation? What attribute of God am I doubting in this situation? Uh, many years ago, my husband and I went through um, like three years of infertility. We were, we were both kind of blindsided by it. We weren't, weren't thinking. We were just thinking, you know, like most people, like you just get married and start having babies when you want. And then anyway, it just didn't go that way for us. And infertility, like many other struggles, is very complex. You have a layer of it is physically challenging. It is mentally, it's emotionally, it's spiritually. It's all these things combined. And during that time, I had some good days and I had some bad days. I had some good weeks and I had some, some bad weeks because it is a long, it's a long struggle and it, um, or it can't be. And you are asking yourselves a lot of questions about the goodness of God. And with, why would, is he withholding something? So you have all these questions that come up. But when I would come back to this question, what attribute of God am I doubting in this situation? Sometimes it would be his omnipotence, like he was powerful enough to, to do a, a, a miracle for us. That, and then I was doubting his sovereignty, that he had a plan, that I was doubting his omniscience, that he knew my situation and was, was in control, and that, he, um, that this was not something that I wasn't forgotten. And so when I could be grounded in that truth, I was doing much better. But when I was worrying and unsure, I, I was not doing as well. But when I would rely on him, my peace would come back. I would have joy again. I would not be fretting and worried about the future. And so that's the way we can apply God's attributes to our situation. So remember that question. And perhaps today even you're thinking of a situation that you're dealing with. I want you to look at your own life and something you may be worried about. And ask yourself that question, what am I doubting about God in this situation? Once you get that answer, I want you to sink deeply into that attribute and get those verses to support it. Get your verses written out on note cards that remind you, because our, we are prone to wander, are we not? We, we just kind of go off track. But sink deeply into that attribute, find verses to bolster your faith, and I promise you, your peace and your joy is going to come back. Another reason, secondly, <clears throat> that we need to know God's attributes is not just for our own good, but for those around us. You know, Bible study is not just about us. It's not just so that we can have a good relationship with the Lord. Yes, that is what we think, and, and it's true. We are responsible for, for us. But what we care mostly about, what matters to us, spills out. It spills out to those around us, does it not? spills out in our homes, it spills out in our workplaces, it spills out in the world and beyond. So what matters most to us is going to spill out. So what, what is there? So we need to have this not only just for us, we need, we need to have this for our friends so that we can speak truth into their lives. What will you say when you meet your friend for coffee and she tells you that her marriage is falling apart? What are you going to come with? 
Now, I want to say it is important that we listen. And I'm not saying you come, you come at her with all of these answers and you begin to just spout out truth about God because it can fall on deaf ears when somebody's in a lot of pain. So we need to learn and, and we really need to learn better how to be good listeners. But perhaps there will be an opportunity for you to speak some truth into her situation. And I think we do that really effectively when we can go back into something that we have gone through. Because maybe you haven't struggled in your marriage, but maybe you've struggled in some other area. And you can say, I don't know exactly how it feels in your situation, and I can't pretend to know. But I know when I was going through something that was really scary and hard, I was leaning on the fact that God is sovereign. And that really carried me. And so may, I, I will pray that for you, too, that you will know that God is sovereign in this situation. And also that he's loving, that he has not forgotten about you, that he loves you with an everlasting love. So that is a way that you can speak into that person's life without telling her what she needs to do. You can just say, God's been faithful in this situation. I just want to share it with you. We also need this for our children. Um, earlier in this, this fall, uh, one, of, one of my nephews did not make the basketball team that he wanted to make. And, you know, that's rough. He was in high school, and he was really hoping for a different team, and he got on a different team. What a great opportunity. My sister did such a good job of coming in and just saying, you know, God knows. God knows exactly the team you need to be on. Perhaps he's protecting you from something, but in his good plan for you, this is the team he has handpicked you for. And so let's see what God has for you. He's omniscient. He knows everything. We don't know everything. Perhaps there's going to be a kid on this team that really knows to, needs to know the Lord, and maybe you're going to be the one to encourage him in that. And then my nephew starts bringing that also to his mom and saying, you know, I, I realize God has a plan. I mean, what? how much of a blessing is it to hear that as you're speaking this into them, they start speaking it back to you? So we need this for our children. They're going to come at us with a lot of questions, and we're going to need to be able to speak the truth of God's character into their lives. John Wesley, who's the, who's the founder of the, the Methodist um, church, and, but was a significant spiritual leader in England. And he, did so many, he wrote so many hymns, he and his brother, Charles Wesley. This is what he said. I learned more about Christianity from my mother than from all of the other theologians of England. That's amazing. That's scary, right? Because what are our kids learning from us? We have their ears, we have their hearts, and so what are we speaking into their lives? We need to know the character of God also for our husbands. What will you say when your husband comes home and he's lost his job? Will you be able to say, God is faithful, he always has been faithful to us. He's, he's, our husbands need to hear from us the truth. Sometimes there might be in a situation where they can't even see it at that moment. You can speak it into their, into their lives, and as you together work through it, you can bolster his faith. You can, you can speak that truth back to each other. We need to know the character of God also for our churches. The church needs women who know their God, and then they need to be able to know their God so that they can use their giftings to serve the body. And if, if we don't know intimately God, we cannot share that in our children's ministry. We can't serve it, use it as we serve in our communities. We can't use it when we are um, called to any, any type of service in the church. So we need it for our churches. Our churches need to be strong in the sense that there's also strong women who know their Lord. Lastly, we need, we need to know the Lord and his character for the world. 
1 Peter 3.15 tells us to always be ready to give an answer to the hope that lies within us. Always be ready to give an answer. When somebody asks you, why do you have hope? It needs to be right there. You need to be able to say, because I'm a Christian and I believe this to be true of God. And, you, and I just had a doctor's appointment on Monday and my doctor, we were talking about something about my health history and that how I became a mother a little bit later in life. And she kind of looked at me and I was like, you know, and God had a plan in that. God was sovereign in the fact that I didn't become a mother until I was 38. And so I had, a, I had an opportunity just to speak of God's sovereignty and his good plan for my life in that situation, um, in an unexpected situation. So we are constantly bringing something to the table when we meet a friend, talk to our neighbor, interact with our family members. What are we bringing? Yes, we need to be good listeners, but there's going to be an opportunity for us to speak truth into their lives and, and let it be just an overflow of our hearts that we know our God so well that we can't help but just say, yes, and God is so good. He is so faithful. He is sovereign. He's eternal. We can hope for a future with him. We are often bringing some, we, we always bring something, but sometimes it's our opinion. Is our opinion really going to help somebody out or is truth going to help, help them? Lastly, we need to know this, the character of God so that we can have an effective prayer life. When we know the character of God, it changes the way we pray. When you have spent time understanding who God is, when you go to God in prayer and you have spent some time in confession, and then if you can go into praising God, just picking one attribute of him that we've studied, it will change the way you pray. Because oftentimes we are, we are moved to pray when what? We're, we're praying for something for ourselves or for somebody else, right? What happens when we go back and we praise God for God's omnipresence, the fact that he is present everywhere? Will that change the way I pray about sending my kid to summer camp for the first time this summer? Yeah, God's going to be with him there. I'm so thankful for that. Do you see that when you have praised God for, for who he is and the fact that he's in control of all things and that he is fully loving, his love never fails, all these things, it will change the way you pray about things you're going to pray differently. It happens to me every time. I am less worried when I, when I come to him and praising him for who he is, get my mind right, and then I can, can intercede effectively. Um, I want to close by just saying um, something that I heard many years ago, and if you've ever been in the Bible study with me, I can't help but just share this nugget because it is so helpful that, um, and this kind of summarizes, again, why we have studied this, but I heard somebody say once that most of our problems can be, can be solved by remembering three things. And these are the three things. We can, we, they can, all, most of our problems can be solved by remembering who God is, what he has done for us, and who we are in him. Who God is, what he has done for us, and who we are in him. What does that mean? Most of our problems can be solved by remembering who God is. That's God's character. That's what we've studied. When we can sink deeply into who God is, that helps us understand things in light of who he is. Secondly, what he has done. That's the gospel. That is the gospel. That is that Jesus came to be a sacrifice for our sins, to get us in right relationship with God so that we can have eternity with him. And if we can understand the gospel, that is going to solve a lot of our, of, of our problems. 
The third thing is who we are in him. That is our identity in Christ. We don't have to be women running around trying to prove our importance in the world. We don't. We don't have to just talk about how, you know, I'm somebody and, and I'm significant. When we are rooted in who we are as women in Christ, our insecurity goes away. We have purpose. We have meaning. It takes away all of that insecurity that can come. Who God is, what he has done for us, and who we are in him. <clears throat> I want you, hopefully, as you have studied these things, to just like, just understand, back to the anchor analogy, that recalling these anchors will keep you grounded when life is going well and there's much to praise God for. Sometimes it is harder to be praising God when things are going well. We need, we need to be doing that. Because that bolsters our faith. Because there are often rough waters ahead. And we need to be reminded that in all situations, we are tethered to God. It is a rock-solid tethering. This is not something, this rope's not going to break. So when you are worried, you throw down that anchor. You throw down an anchor that you need, that you have learned this, this over the course of our study. And that anchor will steady you in the days ahead with when the rough water comes. So I just pray that, and my prayer for you and for me, is that we have seen how these characters, characteristics of God can anchor us in all that you may be going through now and all that life will bring you ahead. God is so good. He is worthy of us knowing more of who he is. And I, and I pray that so much for you, as that this will just be a, a taste of what you can know more about who God is as you study his word more over the course of your life. Let me, let me pray for us. Father, I am, feel so privileged to have been able to have spent this time with these sweet women um, as we have uncovered more of who you are. Lord, it is... Um, there's so much more. You're incomprehensible. We're never going to know all that we can know. But, Lord, you are. Um, you teach us through your word, and I pray that all of this would be in our mental catalog so that as we read your word, we will see your character, and then that will just give us incredible comfort, not just for us, Lord, but for those around us, that it will spill out into our families, into our coworkers, into our um into the world, Lord, in our churches. And uh, we just, we thank you that you love us and that, and that we are known by you and that you, that we, that you want us to know you more deeply. And um, I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. For more information about our resources, please visit 101christianity.com. And for more encouragement, you can follow along on Instagram at Courtney underscore Garrett underscore. Let's press on as we seek to know the truth and share the truth.